A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wing fullback, value position. The mid-tier, guys, we're going between 569K here with Latini Zelezniak all the way down to 400K. So anyone below that range is going to be in the cheapy section, which is going to be pretty exciting. Uh, that's for sure, Kim. We're probably going to need one or two of them. The only reason you would look at sort of any of these potential options, and I've got seven potential ones. The only reason you'd look at probably five of them was if we didn't receive anything more than sort of the, the one cash cow uh, in that wing fullback position. And we are likely going to need some cover as well in there. In there. So, Make sure you are looking at these guys because if no one turns up in the trials in also team lists, in that first team list Tuesday, then we are going to have to look to fish to, to one or two of these other guys that uh, you know aren't super popular at the moment. So we have a couple in, in Pap and Campbell that are really, really popular at the moment and I will go through them in depth. And there's also some other guys we might need to look at as well if you weren't going to be going for a keeper in the wing fullback position. And you want to spend a little bit less in wing fullback, then you might want to in mid, where you want to get some some higher priced guys. Then you may need one of these guys. So try to base your decisions in this position on potential for team bounce back and some improvement from themselves, obviously as well. But then the team, uh, and if that benefits your player, plus you might have a little bit of a gut feel or something like that, that uh, could get these guys over the line to start well. And that's what you're looking for here in this play is if they can start well, they can make some cash for you, they can get some good scores. And it's very unlikely that many of these guys are going to be players that you want to look to have in your team longer term. So it's that start that is of most importance for you there. So let's get into it with uh, with Tini Zelezniak, as we said, an awesome, awesome start to the season last year, awesome season overall at 569k. The average was 41.4 and the best of his career by far. So there's no upside for mine with him, given he'll be an expensive winger. Selwyn Cobo, 568. So the talk is he's moving to center and is unknown, really, him at center. He will get the duel, which is great. So the wing fullback and the center duel. And he could be the slightly sort of cheaper gun center that people look to start with and could definitely go on with it. And he's someone that's always been fairly consistent for a winger. Last year was anywhere between 20 and 70. Usually with wingers, you do see lower than that, hence the consistency. He did play four games in 2021 as a young fella. 
as center for a 38 average. So that's something to know. That's pretty solid. But again, if you're looking to pick up someone in this sort of mid-tier position, you do hope that they ex exceed their average that they had last year. So the 41.3 for Selwyn, that's something you're looking for him to add on to. Obviously, the dual position helps, and, and that could be something that you, know, you can move him between the center and the wing fullback. We are looking for him to increase at, on that, as I said. And, you know, is he going to be someone that ends up taking Herbie's role and end up scoring the same in that mid-40s? That's the big question mark. You know, in those four games, he had 15 tackles for two misses, which is pretty good, to be honest with you. They're at 11, um, you know, tackles, net tackles, which is great. But it has a fairly tough draw, which we'll go through now here in his statistics.com. So... Roosters will be, you know, could be anything in that first game. We're not sure what they're going to come out with. Yeah, that's for sure. But uh, the Rabbitohs in the second one, Penrith in third, Cows and Melbourne fourth and fifth. So pretty, pretty tough opening draw for the Broncos. Doesn't mean they can't go absolutely bonkers, but you are looking at, um, you know, some scores here. The 15 at fullback in round one, so I didn't include that, obviously, given it wasn't on the wing. But... He can go to different positions and score poorly, like you saw there with the fullback position. Uh, and then at the start of 2022, was pretty poor on that wing as well. So what you're mainly looking for him is with him is that he's in a really, really good team. He has some patches there where he goes 40-plus on a, a regular basis there. That's five weeks in a row, 40-plus, between round three and round seven as well. And then had a couple of low ones in the 20s and the 30 before he went really well again. A 69, a 50, a 72, uh, three out of the, like, that seven weeks through the middle period. And and then finished pretty solidly that, as well with a 40, 43, and 62. What you're looking at with him, let's go to 2023. Uh, and yeah, you just leave it, leave the fullback game in there because he had good run meters. But what you're looking at is 150 run meters a game. At center... What do we expect from him? About 130, 140 potentially, like a small drop from that point, given he you know, he won't be running too much out of his own end. But that second and third tackle is when Herbie was the one making a lot of those runs out of his half. And and 4.7 tackle breaks a game. He was a five tackle a game for one miss. So expect that you know number to increase and, and you know probably go a little bit above what his meters his gained would be. He potentially has a, a little bit of a loss for some tries, but potentially some try assists uh, at that. So the new position, it's a little bit of an interesting one. I just think that the fact that they have a fairly tough draw uh, with some bounce back team potential in Roosters, in Rabbitohs and Cows, who could all start poorly as well. But even you know Penrith and Melbourne in there are going to be the consistent guys. So so and Cobo, an interesting one at that. Let's go to Connor Tracy next. So 558K, the 40.6 average. Is he going to be fullback? Is he going to be center? There's talk of him having a pretty significant injury, but then the rest of the talk is that, and what NRL physio thinks there is that he will be fine. There's some talk uh, on, on Stephen Crichton as to if is he going to be playing centre at this point. So does Tracy get that fullback slot? And and if he does, well, yeah, we could definitely see some some interest for him. So there's lots of lots of players in that team going for that couple of spots, and he's fairly expensive already, sadly, as you know he played really well for the Sharks there. So Sharks being a better team as well, something to note. 39 average at center, 44 in the five fullback starts, which we'll have a look at in a sec. So this is where the, the value could definitely lie. He, If he's to play center, he gets a, he'll get the center jewel, which would be cool. But if he gets fullback, he's likely to score better. So with Connor there, let's uh, filter him to the, those center games. And, and you do see a, a decent amount of consistency there 
In 2021, he had a couple of low ones with an 18 and a 21. His lowest since then has been uh, 24 and a 26, both in 2022. And his three games last year went 35, 57, 24 with one try in that. And really good, really good tackle numbers there. So he made, what's that, 40, just under 60 at 59 there for eight misses. So, you know, pretty solid overall uh, with that one there. And always runs a footy well, 119 was his lowest in those three games there. And as you said, that 38 average in a much larger sample size than that of his fullback average, but super consistent when he plays fullback. Average is 206.8 meters per game. Tackle breaks is at three. So there's probably a little bit of room to move on that. He'll be asked to do plenty at the dogs as well. And, and those five games you see there at the back end of last year, 23, 24, 25, 26, and 27 there. In that one, only two tries and two try assists. So, yeah, not crazy numbers there. Not overly inflated. You'd expect him to, you know, be somewhere near that 0.4 try scoring rate and, and similar to that on the try assist. So, at a 44 average in a slightly better team, we're looking at their run to start. It's Eels, Cronulla, Titans, Rabbitohs, Roosters. So, nothing crazy there. Plays in round 13, plays in round 16 as well. So, that's something to note with Connor Tracy. He could definitely be a solid starting option for your side. And I think... If you're looking at him, you want it at the wing. You want it at the fullback slot. So no dual position, but you want him there. More chances to be consistent, get good scores somewhere around that 40 mark, uh, and then up and down and around that 50 odd to 60. Not someone I think has the tremendous upside that someone like a Selwyn Cobo can do in a in a better team, scoring two or three tries in a game and and getting some base stats as well. So that's probably the one thing to note that if you don't go with him. Um, it's not going to really hurt you, but I think in this scenario, you're looking for someone with consistency and Connor Tracy would definitely be able to provide that for you at fullback. Definitely. Karaz, 556, another man at the doggies. So yeah, 2k under, under him there, uh, in Tracy averages 40.4 for Karaz. He definitely has the big scores in him. We've seen it plenty. He averages 40 on the wing. So in my opinion, the value does lie with him playing center which may prove difficult to get that position considering you've got even potentially Stephen Crichton who, who might be there. You've got Connor Tracy. It does sound like Bronson Sherry is likely to play New South Wales Cup to start, but he'll be pushing for that starting side at some point. His average is 47 at center. And you do see him last year carrying a lot of injuries. He came back early from a few injuries as well. So considering that majority of the time when you come back early, you're likely to be a little bit underdone considering dogs Really needed him, um, really needed to go well to even get close to making the eight. Uh, seems like he kind of pushed a little bit early just based on uh, how he looked, some of his numbers, he had back spasms. There's a few things going on with him. So him as center, he increased his tackle stats by five and tackle brass by 1.5. So that's pretty exciting to look at, obviously, there. Uh, but let's just go to him on the wing, obviously, uh, uh, throughout his whole career. And we'll go to minutes over 60 just to show uh, how, how he looks. But he's a 40 average, as we said, and that's a, a decent... Yeah, amount of games now over across two seasons. And then he had those few games at center through round 20 to round 25. And then that one game in round seven in, in 2022. So yeah, those stats there, the tackle numbers really isn't missing more than three a game. Has one game with zero, the rest are at two, which is good. Plenty of offloads in that. Seems to obviously get a little bit more space at center and he can offload to his winger. He can offload behind uh, to any of his middles there as well. The meters gain numbers aren't low at all, 153. So to get tackle numbers and the meters gain numbers with tackle breaks alone, then you know he's sitting up at a, a bit over a 30 base to go along with some offloads and then potentially any other tries. He had the one try 
and two line breaks in those six starts that he had there. So I'm definitely interested in him personally if he does get the center position because he'll get the center duel as well and he could be a really good guy to slot between the center position and the wing fullback position, especially when guys are on buys to, to be able to help with that and not have to trade in or have lots of cover on the bench. He's definitely a guy that could do that and he's very, very consistent and yeah, can have those massive gains as well like we saw at the beginning of last year with his 90. Uh, and we said that, yeah, their run isn't ridiculous. Like it's probably middle of the road kind of run. Um, yeah, even their buy. And then they have the Tigers, Canberra in there, Dragons uh, in amongst Penrith. So up and down, hopefully the dogs are better too. So something to look at with Kiraz at that. All right, chance, Nickel, Klugstar. So 551K, average of 40.1, had a cracker of a year. Helped me uh, tremendously, got fairly cheap and then had a bit of a run averaging in the mid 40s. Uh, across the rest of the season, did great. So I'm expecting him to be somewhere between that 38 to 42. Uh, he went so well last year, so I just don't see too much upside with Chance on that one. And, and he's not a guy that usually goes nuclear. He had a couple of really good games last year with tries and try assists in there uh, with lots of you know lots of tackle breaks with big, big run meters. So they're going to be few and far between. And do you expect Warriors to be the exact same team? Because they need, they need to be as good as last year for him to, to be a 40-plus guy. Tristan Saylor asked for a release, which was interesting. So they rejected that. But he's behind behind Walsh and very, very expensive. So avoid Tristan. Semi Valame with the Cows, 550, average 40 as well. He played absolutely incredible for the Cows last year and scored plenty of tries. I just don't see a lot of upside with Semi there. Dom Young moves to the Roosters, and he's a pretty interesting character given he you know, scored a try per game in 2023 with the Knights. With, with numbers like that, you would expect it to be a little bit closer to Greg Marzu, and, and that really shows how much of a fantasy-relevant player Greg is compared to Dom. And, and he got plenty of good ball from Dan Gagai, very, very good player, obviously. And, and he got a... Gagai was hardly scoring any tries, setting Dom Young up plenty, and Gagai averaged 54 and Dom and Young averaged 40. So it showed there that really probably isn't much room for growth. So I wouldn't expect the same as the Roosters, especially the way they start there as well. And then Suali'i, you know, has a definitely a better out of his own 50 type of game. And he averaged 50 on that, on that wing. So I think that Dom Young at best, you get a 42, 43, and he has to score a lot of tries. I just don't see it. Doreen Bullard, there's a lot more interest in him personally, but with a buy in round one, I find it very, very tough to slot him in any one side. The average is 38.4, started really hot, averaging well over 45, and then slowed down from round 18 to finish out the year when the Tigers were struggling as well. Um, and his first year of first grade, I think he'll you know, be better for the run. Teams will obviously study him a little bit more too, given there wasn't much out there uh, on the market in, in terms of video from him, given he played a lot of basketball and, and a little less footy. But uh, yeah, only five tries, which is uh, yeah, fairly low, but we've seen that with all the Tigers outside backs. They're very, very low on the tries point of view. I think it'd be hard to start with him, but there's definitely some appeal potentially earlier on in the season. Rodato Militalo, 520K, average of 38. He's so so volatile. He'll have a cracking uh, bunch of games. Uh, I would rather select Jesse Ramian over Militalo, who we spoke about in the center video there. Sonia Taruva, he 518, average 37.7. Uh, up a, a decent amount. He's in the mid-400s last year to begin the year, and he would have been a better purchase then than he is now. I say only eight tries because, you know, Panthers were incredible. Um, and I think he's due a few extra for sure, but I doubt he goes past 42, given he's likely to have a new man on his inside. 
Good chances Taylor May could be Isaac Tungor there uh, as well. Michaela Ravalawa. 514, average 37. He's super volatile as well in a bad team. He did really well to average this much. So that's a no from him. Will Kennedy, I'm having as a no as well at 501k. Had a much better season fantasy-wise, but he's still a no at this price point. Ryan Pappenschnackenhausen, what a man. 495k, average of 36. You'll know my love affair with Pap. Um, did shed a tear when he got injured again at the back end of last year. So it looks like if he is there for round one, he'll be in my side. He'll be in most people's side. I just think that the upside that Pap has, it's yeah, you know, it's tough to ignore, and it's something that you know he could go and average you know fifty plus. He could average forty nine, like he you know his lowest average has been in the last three seasons. Uh, he could definitely do that easy, and that's a minimum thirteen points of value which uh, you, you wouldn't be able to miss out on. And he has upside in up to the 70 mark in 2021, which was, you know, Blandy's ball era, but still he can have stretches where he's a 60 guy. And yeah, you can't miss out on that. So the injuries risk, the, the lack of footy, definitely you know, has some worries on him, the round four buy as well. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. But, as I said, all those positives there, even if he does regress a little bit, it's likely a 44 plus average and, and that's eight points of value at a minimum. So yeah, you just want to look at, at him when he plays, you know, let's say over 60 minutes there at anywhere. So fullback there over the career, it's 56.6. Uh, and that has got some finals games in there as well, where he did really well in obviously 2020 there. So 56 is the potential upside. He has 124, he has 102 in his realm there in an 80 in there in 2022, a 70, um, 87, 69s, 73. Like there's plenty of games where he can go nuts. The main issue would be the beginning to their draw, as we said, with Penrith, Warriors, Newcastle, Bay, and the Broncos. So you could leave him out, but given he's owned by 30% right now, and I think if he is named in round one, it'll be closer to the 40% mark. It would be really, really tough to, to leave him out. And I think he's someone that he's going to eventually grow into a, a role where he absolutely does dominate at some point if he can stay on the park. Um, but for the you know 50 or 60% that do go against him, I do wish you the best of luck. Um, but yeah, it's, it'll be a tough one to, to go against him, that's for sure. Alrighty, let's go to Rapana next. 48, 487, average of 35.4. It's just a no thanks for him. He's getting to the back end. Similar to, to Kyle Feld at the top of his price after a low you know, sort of section and then improved from there. Daniel Tupo, no upside and kind of fighting for 
his spot there for sure. Uh, Alex Johnson, so 480k for him. Small upside for him given, you know, they had a bit of a tough run, obviously from the mid part of the season to the back end. If the bunny starts slow again, he could definitely be a guy to look at if he gets in the 300s, but not for now. Murray Talangi, 470k, 34 is the average. So he'll be in and around this all year, I'd imagine, this price. You know, he had 37 the year before, so maybe a tick of value, but not one to look at. Taro Sloan at 465, very up and down. His position is under fire. It sounds like he might be moving between sort of the wing and the fullback zone if they don't have Lomax at centre. It sounds like it could be a, you know, a Jack Bird and Moses Suley type of arrangement there in the centres, and Sloan's moving between fullback and wing, which I think is a big, 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 big miss. You don't want that. Uh, but gives Lomax some interest as well if he's moving between the two roles. But yeah, interesting. Uh, Jaden Campbell, 459 with the Titans there. So 33 is the average for him last year. Thankfully, he's priced according to that. And that includes a lot of games there off the bench, some, some limited minutes games there as well. He has a 44 average in almost 30 games at fullback, which is very, very cool. So 11, 10 to 11 points of value just to that. And that's also, you know, in a, in a time frame where he hasn't had the spot to himself and it's kind of been in and out of the side, obviously. So it's hard to really knock, you know, you know, notch down your position in the team, your ability to score big points and go nuts in certain games when you're in and out of that team and not practicing, you know, completely have that spot safe so you can try a few more things. There's, there's a few things going on there in the in the mind, which affects you out on the on the pitch. He only had a 0.3 try scoring rate as well, which means I think there's some room to, for growth there. Uh, and, you know, some consistency with that is, is always going to be good. Still recovering from an, the injury that he picked up in round 25. So he went off after 58 minutes, something to look at there. So I'm still trying to find out more information on that. Um, and once I do, I, I will let you guys know and, and the private group know there. Uh, but the best draw other than the round two buy. So let's have a look at, at Campbell now. So the Dragons, the buy there, obviously the Dogs, Dolphins, Cows, Canberra, Manly for that first six games that he plays. So you'd think that in that he'd be able to get a great opportunity of, of scoring really well. That's for sure. And there are some big games in here, a 68 uh, and a 74 in that first six games that he played last year. And then sort of around that, a 21, but some 30s, some high 30s in there. To show that you know there's some decent amount of consistency, a couple of 62 games in a row in 2022, another 60 and a 74 at the back end of the year, and a 78 in 2021. So he has the upside. All he needs to do is string a couple of those 60 or 70 games together in and amongst the 28s and the 35s and the like, and he's a 45 to, to 50 type average. So I'm super keen on him. The draw is incredible uh, for them and, and his ability just to, to get involved in games. The, the scores are probably are going to be higher scoring in a few of those. Could be like the 30 to 26 type of range. So Campbell's someone you definitely want to be looking at for your sides. Get him in there, I think. And hopefully, hopefully we find out more on, his, uh, on any injury that he is carrying uh, or recovery that he's going through. Wilson, there's no spot for him. Blake, that is. Dane Laurie, interested for sure if there's injuries, but seems like he'll need a few. At the Panthers now, so David Nofaluma by round one does he even have the spot. There's a few, you know, bit of noise around around Nofa for sure. He's very very volatile um, and not scoring the tries that he used to in a, in a poor side. Ace Perham did a good job last year for those that owned him at 450k. Now there's no spot for him. Warbrick he did his job last season. Let's leave it at that. Well done, uh, Will. Josh Adokar he is improving by the way though. Warbrick so could be close to a 40 guy if he goes really well, but. 
I want to see it first. Addo Car at 444, potential for some improvement, but I think that's the best case for him is 40. So seven and a half points of value is not super exciting. And that's sort of like a 10% chance of him averaging 40 at the dogs like he did at the Storm. They got a pretty good uh, left side though now for sure. Jason Saab, 441, average of 32. He has fives and tens in his game. As soon as you look at those numbers, no thanks. Sione Katoa, 437, average of 32. Doesn't get the, enough ball in this side. All of the other players in their centers and uh, you know, fullback and on the left-hand side as well get much more of an average than him and, and that hasn't changed over the last few weeks. So it's too many strike weapons. Corey Oates, he's fighting for that wing spot with Mariner, it sounds like. He's usually a bit of a 30s guy. Highest was 35 the season there. So yeah, no no touching for Corey Oates. Mike Sivo, he becomes a little bit more interesting there at 31.2 average, 429 is the price. He had a five game average of 13 near the end of the season, absolutely destroying his average there. And obviously helping out his price for now. But then he scored that 79 in the last round with a four-try effort. The Eels weren't as good last year. Neither was Sivo. So obviously the year before they made the grand final, which was helpful. Does he bounce back? You know, he averaged 40 in 2022. And he has averaged 38 to 40 in three seasons before that. So very, very interesting. There could potentially be seven to sort of nine points of value on Micah, if he gets back to some of his best form and the Parramatta Eels actually improve as well. So it's two things that, that need to happen for him to get back to a 40, in my opinion. If he kind of just sticks where he is and the Eels play well, I think he's about a 35, 36. If he becomes like his barnstorming best as well, then he could get up to about that 40. So yeah, potential for sure with uh, with the way that the, the Parramatta Eels are set up to begin given they have the dogs there. The Penrith game is a tough one. He would need to score a try, or I think he's going to score really low. Manly, Tigers, Canberra, Cowboys, Dolphins, Manly. Um, yeah, two Manly in the first, what, seven games for them, which will be fun. But um, yeah, eight games. Yeah, cool. Uh, but he's uh, yeah, he's definitely someone that a few people are speaking about, and I do see why as well. He could definitely bounce back a little bit, but he does need those games where he's scoring doubles and getting 34, which is not great. Doubles for 36, double for 45, a try for 20, a try for 32. So we need to get his base stats up. There's a few games, too many games here at about the 110 meters mark. So he needs to improve that before anyone gets him in their side, I think. We want to see a good game out of him in the trials. Tom Jenkins, 39.8 average at the Panthers, moving over to the Knights there at 426k. He's likely to occupy the right wing, I believe anyway. He's, He's talented, he's good enough to be able to get that spot. Uh, he only played the five wing games for the Panthers, scoring five tries and having two assists. And that that got him the 40 average. So you look at that alone and you're like, okay, well, that wing has you know a try scoring rate of one per game with Dom Young. Can Jenkins do it again? Sure. Chances of that happening are one per game, obviously about 20 or 30%, I'd say, in, in this side if the Knights continue to do well. But can he keep this up? That's the big question mark. 110 meters per game in New South Wales camp feels a little low for what we need, given he had a 31 New South Wales Cup fantasy average, scoring 14 tries in 17 games. So that's a little bit scary. Obviously, the NRL is a bit faster, and um, yeah, the team that he's going to be in here in here in the Knights have a terrific right-hand side with Dane Gagai. So something to think about with Jenkins, that's for sure. Young average 40 last year, scoring that one try per game, as we said. So you know he gets a nine-point discount based off what he scored last year. He's now priced at a 31 is enough to be worth it in your side. Like at 426K, it's not the worst 
amount of money to actually find out. Seems like a bit of a 50-50 call that could pay off. Or he just becomes a cheaper wing fullback in your team that's volatile like most, that averages sort of what he's priced at. And the draw is decent until they're round 12 by, playing in round 13 there as well. I think there's worse picks for sure, given they've got Raiders first up, the Cows, who we're not sure what they're going to throw up, Storm there, and Warriors are going to be fairly tough games. And then you've got the Dragons there, Roosters, uh, Bulldogs, Dolphins. So a fairly solid run, you should say. Uh, across that sort of first eight games, as we said there, you get him for the round 13 buy and you could probably move on from there. He misses round 12, which, you know, that one there, you could use him as a looper and then probably trade him, you'd say, at that Melbourne game or the Penrith game or the buy in round 16. That's probably where, if you were to grab him, that's what you're looking likely to get out of him. He has a, a 10 last year with no tries, two tackles, four errors. He had an absolute shocker in that one. Outside of that, he has three errors in the other five games. And yeah, yeah, the one game at center in round 25, 2022. So you're just looking at those games last year and he can do really well. He had one try assist and one try for 63. He had a two try, one try assist game in round 20 for a 60. So he definitely has the upside of that 50 to 60 range, but he does have to score tries to do it, just like all the wing fullbacks do. Tessie, new 424. 30.8 is the average. He's fighting for his spot as well. I just don't see the improvement with all their weapons. It sounds like Bostock is going to get that spot, who we'll speak about in the next, uh, the wing fullback cheapies. Junior, two forward, 4.17. He is an interesting one, given he only scored four tries. He has tremendous upside. He seems like a really, really good player. The buy in round one is going to be annoying, obviously. And yeah, he definitely has upside if Tigers get good. But I probably want to see that before I select someone like him, given he can kind of, in and out of games. Tony Milne at 406, maybe the bench, so probably avoid. Jackson, follow there. He's fighting for spots as well, so he's an interesting one that if he was to get that wing spot, you could consider him, but as I've written here, it's probably hard to pick him even if he does get that spot, given he's a very up-and-down player. He started really well when the Roosters were bad last year. He seemed to get the tries down his side, and the left side didn't. And uh, Albert Hopperwide there, he probably has no upside at 404k. Let's finish this off with the best options for points and value. Ryan Pappenhausen, I've got him there with the highest upside between 8 and 18 points of value, in my opinion there. So, yeah, it's a very clear top pick if he's there round one. Jaden Campbell, the second highest upside and probably 8 to 13 points of value. I think he could get close to a 50 average. Jacob Kiraz, if he gets the center position, I think he's the next best four points. And also the value if he gets that jewel. So zero to seven points of value. Jewel's really nice. Selwyn Cobo, the new position, potentially Herbie numbers. So zero to five points of value. Connor Tracy, if he's at fullback, somewhere between zero and five points of value. Tom Jenkins, can he be consistent and improve? Zero to nine points of value. Micah Sivo, the bounce back, zero to nine points of value with him. That is the wing fullback value video, guys. We'll slowly get out the cheapies video as well. I suppose the, the big news that, we wanted to, to talk about as well and I, I should get into in this video while we're here and I'll direct uh, everyone to this to the end part of this video is the Brendan Hands versus Joey Lussick battle. Okay, so Brendan Hands here. Really, really important player to look at given he, it sounds like Brad Arthur's going to give 80 minutes to one of these guys or close to it anyway. So we'll look at minutes over the 50 mark for Brennan Hands and he has a 40.7 average in 77 and a half minutes. So that's in seven games of action. 
And you do see those first couple of games, he got sort of low to mid 30s. And then he picked up a couple of 50s, a 46 in there in amongst the 31 and 34, just under 80 minutes. So Brennan Hands, if we were to get him uh, as an option, as an 80 meter hooker, he has the hook and the half jewel, which is really, really cool. A break even of 30, they priced him up, unfortunately, based on his average from last year, knowing that if he was to get a spot, then um, exactly how this has played out, that he's right up there, unfortunately. So yeah, price to the 30, at least 10 points of value, potentially a couple more given the, the end of his um, yeah, the last four games there were, or five games, I should say, were much better than the others. And that only includes one try assist and one line break with a try saver, which is pretty cool. So definitely have him, Brennan Hands, on your radar. And Joey Lustig at 4.59. So he averaged more, but got priced down. So the other way around for him, given he only played sort of the big minute um, big minute games for the most part and just one game off the unit, uh, sorry, two Two games of 51 and 52 minutes with one off the interchange there. If you're looking for him to be over 60 minutes is what you want to look at with him. And that's a 50 average in 77 minutes. And that includes the three games last year, 54, 36, and 47. That's some really, really big games with two tries in 2021. So I do think we need to look at 2023 as, um, yeah, as the figure you want to look at there to get things right. And that's a 45.7 average in the three 80-minute games that he played. So I think either way, obviously, Lusik being 50K more expensive without a duel, it's a little bit annoying, but we do know that he has you know, played for a lot longer in the top grades, you know, whether it's here, whether it's in England, than what Brendan Hands does. Thankfully, we have seen both of them, and I think either one of these guys, whoever makes the side, you need to have them in your team. That's for sure. I think one of them needs to be... Slotting in, he obviously likes to tackle there. 48 tackles for four misses last year. And that's going to be really important. Just giving good service to Moses, giving good service to Dylan Brown out there. Um, and then Hopgood through the middle. It's going to be really important for those two guys. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, and we'll, um, yeah, we'll talk more about them once we learn a bit more information. But that's the wing fullback value video with the Eels hooker situation as well. Thank you for being here. And see you in the next video. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.